The other day I was on MacArthur Avenue in Lakeside in the north side of Richmond and I was standing with a couple of my minister friends out on the sidewalk. We were about to go into a restaurant there and a woman walked up to us and spoke to us in a very gentle, matter-of-fact way with a smile on her face and with full sincerity she said, the Lord is coming back. I believe it. It's going to happen soon. Soon and very soon. She wasn't talking about the coming of Christmas in a few weeks. She wasn't talking about the baby to be born in a manger. She was talking about the second coming of Jesus. Now, my preacher colleagues and I stood there with a bit of awkwardness. This goes beyond kind of normal southern pleasantries, right? And then all of us sort of took a sidestep and looked at her and said, we believe that. You're right. We hope this is true. Yes. And she walked off on her way. Presbyterians don't talk much about this, the second coming. We might even wonder, is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? Just what do we believe about this second coming? It's been more than 2,000 years that we've been hearing about it, waiting for it, anticipating it. How important is it anyway for our faithfulness, our sense of discipleship, our calling as a congregation in this city? How important is it anyway? Well, listen to the scripture passage for today. It's from Mark. It's from chapter 13. These are words of Jesus. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that the summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert. For you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come. In the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of the Lord. So the sun turning dark, and the moon losing its light, and the clouds, and the stars falling, and the heavens shaking. All this is language and imagery 
that want to alert us to the second coming of Christ. And then Jesus says in this passage that he's going to return with great power and glory and send out his angels to gather the elect from across the earth. And when you see these things happening, you know that Christ has returned and the end, the end, the end of the world is here. We may readily dismiss this as uh, sort of sophisticated Presbyterians, this idea of the clouds and the heavens shaking, the sun and the moon losing light. This is apocalyptic language. It's in a lot of places in the scriptures. And these kind of images and this kind of language is not usually on our lips. So what about this? What about this second coming? Is it going to happen? And how should we think about these things? Well, for sure, there may be some things happening in these particular days that may make us wonder if the end is actually near. Alabama next week just might elect a Democrat. (laughs) Does that mean the end is near? People are actually beginning to believe the victims of sexual violence and harassment. Does that mean the end is coming near? The possibility of nuclear war with North Korea keeps inching up and up. Does that mean the end is near? We've had so many hurricanes and earthquakes and fires and floods. Maybe that makes us wonder if the end is near. Even Jesus says we don't know the time or the place or how it's going to happen, but in all the Gospels, in all of them, Jesus keeps urging us to keep thinking about these things. The end of the world as we know it. The end, the last things. Keep thinking about them. And so on this first Sunday of Advent, when we light the first Advent candle, this is usually our subject, an unusual an interesting subject. And the word of this week for us here is parousia. If you look at the sermon title, you can see it there. Parousia. Parousia is a Greek term that means the coming of Christ, the arrival of Christ marking the end of things as we know it. The second coming. Christ returned to judge the earth, to stand at the last. That's what the parousia means according to our theological and scriptural tradition when the parousia happens the second coming the world will transition from what it is now to the fullness of God when the parousia occurs the kingdom of God which appears which is inaugurated by Jesus in his preaching and his teaching and his healing his forgiving and his loving All of that will become in total and cover the earth. The kingdom of God in fullness. As the old hymn puts it, when the parousia finally comes, when Jesus returns, the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So that's why we can say to the woman on MacArthur, we hope so. We hope it'll be soon. Yes, we look forward to that. Because... For all of us, it should be good news. This final judgment, this second coming is actually good news for all of us. It's good news because it means that Christ comes 
to establish the full reign of God. That means put everything right, bring about justice, establish peace, not just in small pockets, but everywhere. The parousia means that. The parousia is something to anticipate because it means we don't have to take revenge anymore. God reigns. We don't have to do it all ourselves because God is bringing it and making it right. God comes and redeems the world. Evil and sin are finally and fully excluded from God's kingdom. Life moves fully into glory, becoming all that God intends it to be. Human life, human history have a decisive and transformative ending all enfolded in God's care. Life is not just an endless cycle without meaning. All the things that beat us down and beat us up, disease, discouragement, despair, all these things that threaten us like heartache and loss, cancer and challenging circumstances, pain and perplexity, all that wiped away. God comes in fullness to reign. The parousia, the second coming, the parousia means everything. Everything is enfolded into God's redemptive, wholesome purposes all of life, fully, finally, forever. That's what it means. So in a conversation with one of you this week, we talked about um, how we used to worry that the world is going to be taken over by communism. That's what we used to worry about. Communism is not what we worry about really anymore. It looks like greed is taking over the world. It seems that those in power continue to advocate not for the less fortunate, not for those who have little voice, but for the wealthy, for the small percentage, shrinking percentage who have so much. This is not what God intends. God intends for wholeness and justice everywhere. God intends to put things right Jesus teaches us to reach out to the forgotten. Jesus keeps calling us to serve the weak and those with the greatest needs. So we long for the second coming, the parousia, to bring about justice and hope everywhere for everyone. Or as I've said before, it can look sometimes and it can feel like cancer and disease are taking over life. This is not what God intends God intends for wholeness and healing and hope for everyone everywhere. The parousia is promised and coming to put an end to every tear, to bring about shalom to every hurt, to bring about redemption to every brokenness. Or as it can feel, terror and fear can seem to take over our lives. This is not what God plans for God's beloved world. God comes to make things right, to establish peace among the peoples, to shine light into every dark place. The promised and the coming parousia, Christ present to fully rule, will transform and give hope to all. This is how things will end. 
This is the promise of the Scriptures. With Christ standing upon the earth and all evil and all death and all pain and all hurt and all warfare and all violence falling away. This is what we affirm when we say he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. As we do in the Apostles' Creed, we're talking about the second coming, the parousia. But it's been, it's been 2,000 years. It's been 2,000 years since we've been watching. It's been 2,000 years since we've been waiting. It's been 2,000 years since we've been hoping for the parousia. And that's a long time to be vigilant. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to become doubtful. Is this ever going to happen? It's easy to fall into despair. So Jesus seemed to know about this. So he says, beware. And keep awake. And keep alert. And he says it about three times in this passage. And he says it in many other passages. Beware because you don't know when. And watch and keep watching because you don't know when. But keep alert. And here's the point. Just as life begins with God, all of life ends with God. And the parousia reminds us that Christ will stand over all and rule. Christ comes to rule and Christ will make things right. God comes to establish justice, to bring fullness, to bring peace, hope, love, light. All the symbols on this Advent wreath God promises to bring. That's all through Scripture. And since this is true, we live with only one goal. Seeking to serve God and God's purposes. Keep awake is how we live. Serving God in the world. Keep alert means stay engaged. Don't be dormant. Stay focused. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in the spirit. The world and all things belong to God. That means we have to keep advocating for what God cares most about. Justice. That means we got to keep advocating for what God cares most about. Hope and wholesomeness for all people. Food for the hungry, light for the darkness, health care for those who are hurting. We cannot sit back when greed seems to be taking over the world. Blessed are the poor, Jesus says. They need our sincere care and help. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus says. This is what we're called to be about. Hope and peace. We cannot remain dormant when the world seems to be inching closer to nuclear war. We're called to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with God in all things, especially when we see things working against God's purposes. Keep awake. Stay engaged. A tax plan that mostly helps the upper 1% can't be what God wants. More policies that leave more people in trouble, this can't be what God wants. Stay awake. Keep alert means stay engaged. Stay engaged. The parousia, the second coming, is part of God's promised plan. In the meantime, stay awake. Stay engaged. Stay on task at serving God. There's a story that comes from way back in 1780 in the House of uh, Representatives in Connecticut. 
In that year, the House of Representatives was in session on a very bright day in May, but then something happened that nobody expected. Right in the middle of the debate in the House, there was an eclipse of the sun. Everything turned to darkness. Some legislators thought it was what we read about today in the Scriptures, the second coming, when the world would be covered with darkness, when the sun would lose its light. So the place was filled with commotion and people wanted to adjourn in order to prepare for the coming of the Lord because that's what they thought was happening. The Speaker of the House on that day in May in 1780 had a different idea. He was a faithful Christian believer and he rose to the occasion with good logic and good faith. We are all upset by the darkness, he said, and some of us are afraid, but the day of the Lord is either approaching or it is not. If it is not, there is no cause for adjournment. And if the Lord is indeed coming, I, for one, choose to be found doing my duty. Let's bring in the candles so we can continue our work. And so they did. And so they did. Keep awake. Keep at work. As we wait for and watch for the parousia, the second coming, it is such good and hopeful news. Christ comes to redeem all things. But in the meantime, we have work to do. Let's keep the faith. Let's keep working for God's purposes. And let's keep serving with all we have and all we are for that full reign of God across the whole universe. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and move us and move the world toward your full reign in Christ our Lord and make us faithful instruments of your peace and justice. Amen.